one's going to buy this. They'll see right through us. Seriously, just trust me on this. It's in the bag. But it literally says here, abolish consensus and transfer ultimate power. That's sketchy. Just trust me. I've been talking with Hideo. He likes the idea. Welcome, Guardians, to the new Lorecast. And no, sadly, not new and improved, just new monarchy. I am Anon Pig. With us this week, we have neither of our fantastic hosts, Purple Chimera or Mythos Mike, but Purple might join us later, as well as our special guests, Buster Knuckle and Death Switch Raven, all the way, all the way over from their just recently recorded podcast, the RNG Cast. Buster and Des, how are you guys doing? We're doing good, man. How you doing? Doing fantastic. Awesome. This week, we'll be talking all about the Shadow Government faction sitting snug in the Tower North, the New Monarchy. Now, if it isn't obvious, I'm a bit against this faction, but to compensate my views, Buster's here, Buster here reps them. So, before we begin, let's move on to our weekly highlight. Weekly highlights will vary with each episode. They can include community stories, fanfiction, gear, weapon text, grimoire, general hype, etc. This week's weekly highlight is going to be our guest podcast, the RNG Cast. Uh, Buster, why don't you tell us how you guys got started, where you're going, and why people should listen to you without talking about cold candy. Uh, it's real simple. Des and I were playing you know, our favorite game, Destiny, and uh, I've been wanting, wanting to do a podcast. I was a member of another podcast, The Agents of the Nine. Uh, they're gone now. And uh, I got the itch to do a podcast, and I mentioned to Des, I was like, hey, man, I've been wanting to do a podcast about Destiny. Are you in? And he was like, oh, yeah, I'm in, for sure. And I was like, who do, who do you think should be our, our third host? I like the, the three idea. Mm. And he was like, I got it. And we're like, who? And I was like, who? And he was, he literally just said, oh, the businessman. I'm like, perfect. That works. <laughs> and I just messaged business, and we started talking. And we, we recorded the infamous first episode that never existed, which is just me talking. Sounds like I'm a, a schizophrenic psychopath. And, uh, yeah, man, that's pretty much how it started. Um, where we're going, I mean – we haven't missed a week yet. We just re- we just literally recorded episode thirty six, awesome. which I called which I called thirty five because I don't know <laughs> what number we're on. I got corrected midway through the episode, so I had to correct it. And uh, I mean, really, we're just a podcast that tries to make it seem like you're sitting in a room with three guys talking about destiny, having fun. And I mean, I got two of the best guys, like they're two of my best friends, and awesome. you know, it's cool. I get to talk to them every week. Yeah. That's really awesome. You're almost on a, a year of uh, of shows. Yeah. Almost. Getting close. Yeah. Well, uh, let's move on to our main topic, the New Monarchy. The New Monarchy is one of the three organized factions in the Tower today. Our first card will be New Monarchy. <clears throat> Hope will be born from the collective triumphs of the kings in us all. The New Monarchy rose from the ashes of the faction wars with a simple, inclusive, guiding tenant. Together we will rise. Leery of the fragile state of the city's politics, the new monarchy maintains a watchful eye on the speaker, the consensus, and the vanguard, seeking the leadership that will properly reign over the city and return our civilization to its golden age splendor. If that leadership cannot be found, then it must be created. uh, Does anyone have anything to say? That's a pretty cut and dry card. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Intro to what they are. Um. Let's let's see why I call them uh, shadow government. Buster, why don't you take the next one? And while this sounds like a good, well-meaning clan, they definitely have their own agenda. That's from Ghost Ghost Fragment New Monarchy. I mean, I understand why you call them a shadow government. It's basically what they are. I, <laughs> I can admit that. I follow them. I can admit it. Yeah. And that leaves us to the uh, since I guess I'm the uh, the yeah. resident. New Monarchy uh, Factionite. I'll uh, read the seven tenets of the New Monarchy. One, to secure our walls against the enemy without. Two, to secure the rights and liberties of every upstanding citizen. Three, to sponsor the sciences of the city and to salvage the ruins beyond so that our golden age may be reborn. Four, to support the guardian orders by leading the city in technological renovation five to support the natural harmony of the city and to actively dissuade any group 
or individual that might disrupt that harmony. Six, to hold all individual compacts and alliances to the highest standards of productivity and right behavior. And seven, to by vote of the consensus, abolish the consensus and transfer ultimate power in order that the rights and liberties of all citizens be secured to a single sovereign and unimpeachable character. They're shady. <laughs> you know, shady or I mean, they're just looking out for the just looking out for the best of the people. No. I mean, you got to remember, not everybody in the within the walls of the last city are guardians. That's true. That is true. But that's what the consensus is there for. And mm-hmm. like, like it said, to abolish the consensus. So, hmm. <laughs> yeah, by, by it's also by the vote of the consensus. Yeah. Abolish the consensus. It's like we're gonna try to gonna try to trick you into getting rid of yourself is what's gonna really happen but see what i what i what i really grasp from this is that they see winning as an inevitability that one day we will we will beat the darkness and we will reclaim our golden age but not just that but that when that happens they want to be the ones in charge like they are they're they're rising to this opportunity they're they're trying to sort of sneak the position before it even exists I mean that's what all government is about. <laughs> that's, yeah, that's what the vanguard. <laughs> that's, what, that's what the vanguard's doing. That's what I mean. You know, yeah. that's what new monarch. That's what uh, future war cult's doing. But they're just doing it by trying to mess with time, which breaks people's minds. And the dead orbit's like, uh, we're out. We're out. We're leaving. Yeah, they're they're just we're somber end- as fuck. <laughs> they're they're ending your podcast. They're out. <laughs> yeah, yeah, pretty much. Ten ten the podcast. <laughs> we're out. All right. Uh, well, Des, why don't why don't you read the next one? I certainly shall. So, coming from Bannerfall, area designation: Bannerfall. Location: the last city, Earth. Lysander and the Concordant mark the most recent example of a city of a city political factions rising in opposition to the consensus. This site marks a legendary battle where New Monarchy's guardians rose to deliver the final blow to the Concordant. Unraveling the war effort Lysander sought to bring against the vanguard. Lord Shack has commandeered the arena not only or the area not only to commemorate this last stand, but as a reminder of the city's solidarity against those who seek to undermine the extreme efforts and sacrifice we make together to keep our peace. So you know, uh Des, I actually don't know what faction you support. Uh, I'm kind of a future work old person, but I'm like everywhere. Hmm. Yeah. Well, uh, this one, this one, uh, what, what do you think about this card? Uh, more importantly about the new monarchy rising to deliver the final blow to the Concordat. I find it interesting because I mean, it's, and as we're told, like in the history of things, the, uh, you know, the Concord, the Concordat was <laughs> trying to, Basically, it's like they were trying to uprise against the, well, everything. But yeah. again, that kind of seems like monarchy, new monarchy's shtick. So exactly, it, it like the combination of those cards makes me wonder. Is like, why did new monarchy? Hmm. It's like, did new monarchy like take them down because it was competition? That that's that's exactly what I was thinking. And actually, I think that's uh, also what Purple Chimera uh, thinks. Uh, she had a comment on this card. I'll just read it for her. I know the Concordat was fighting the Vanguard, but was New Monarchy fighting at the request of the Vanguard, or did they just join because they wanted the Concordat to leave? So maybe yeah, right. New Monarchy oh. saw them as the threat. They're they are going for the same end goal as New Monarchy, so they had to take Concordat out. Yeah, I mean the enemy of my enemy is my friend, right? I guess not in this case. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Not when it comes to new monarchy, we're like, oh, Not when there's everybody. only uh, one king. Everybody's gotta go. Everybody's gotta go. And they can't. They can't. Uh, they can't just let it be. Actually, <laughs> but they didn't just take an interest in uh, banish or not banishing, but removing the faction Concordat. They also took an interest in the exile of Cyrus. This comes from the Lighthouse report on the Caloris Spires. Executor Hideo, there was no one there when we arrived. 
We approached peacefully and kept our weapons holstered, the sights we saw, Executor. Mercury is a beautiful place and forbidding. On descent, we mapped sprawling patterns of vex light, an entire metropolis of unknown purpose. The spires strove with lightning. A mist of burnt rock or some other effluvia blows across landscapes cut into circuits the size of cities. There is an atmosphere, as in all post-traveler records. The vex have not disposed of it. From the surface, the sun is too large and too dim. Perhaps it is the influence of the vex constructs distorting the image. Perhaps Mercury is in many places at once. We stood for some time staring into the solar fire. I hold myself responsible for the delay. The site we were invited to is clearly a cult of Osiris camp. We found stores of glimmer, equipment, and books. A grounded ship of conventional design rests unguarded. The architecture is clearly self-evidently vex, but it has been ornamented extensively with fabrics and ritual objects of unknown prov provenance. I become convinced during the inspection that we were being watched. We ordered our ghosts to stay close. One of my fire team suggests we were... We search for connections to the trinary star cultists, but if they exist, we couldn't see them. We inspected the carvings and trinkets left by the Osiris cultists. All of us began to depart from ordinary experience. My exo-teammate described a sense that she was buried beneath an enormous operating mass, locked up in a tiny crevice at the bottom of a labyrinth or mechanism. My awoken teammate felt an ongoing sense of deja vu. Her actions were recessed by an infinite echo, an anticipation of all our choices. She became volatile and erratic. She insisted that we were surrounded. I remember a low ringing sound and the sense of numb filth, like gravel rubbed on into a wound. I experienced a sense of imminence as if I was bleeding into the world around me. It was uncomfortable and profoundly alienating. I perceived all my actions as determined and inevitable. My ghost commented that the Traveler had made something of this world, and then the Vex had eaten that something. We gathered the treasure left for us and departed as quickly as we could. This concludes my report. May it bring some advantage to our cause. That's a crazy card. Yeah. <laughs> so, Rubbing gravel into a wound. Hey, man. Yeah. <laughs> hey, man. That's kind of... That's intense. Yeah. So this this is the... This is an in-lore... In account of a fire team going flawless and uh, experiencing for the first time the lighthouse before before anyone knew it was there that wasn't already in the Osiris cult and just describing the area and really just explaining like so many of the things that are left unsaid just by experiencing it and giving it a, a deep air of something is not right there the exo experience that she was uh, feel, feelings that she was buried alive. The awoken had the deja vu, and the um, I believe they mentioned it was human. If not, then I would assume it's human. One of each uh, one yeah. of each race had the feeling of gravel being rubbed into their wounds, which that's that's a that's a dark thought on its own. Yeah, but uh, yeah, there's there's a lot there's a lot going on in this card with. Um, suggest that, suggestions that Mercury is in more places than just where it is, which we see uh, slight examples of within the Vault of Glass, the jumping puzzle, you know? Mm -hmm. Yeah. And this, all, all other things like that. Do, uh, have you have you guys uh, ever been flawless? Uh, I have I, I have been flawless like on my own power once. Hmm. Um, and I have been carried a few times, yeah. so, I mean, but yeah, I actually have one. I do consider myself going flawless once for sure. I got carried. I got, I got super <laughs> carried. <laughs> the two people didn't speak at all. It was oh, wow. silent. I was like, should I, should I do anything? They're like, we don't care. Like that, like <laughs> wow. that was, that was the most of it. Like, like it was a scary how good they were. Like I, I, I can't, I can't fathom their skill. And we go wow. flying into our like seventh win, and one of them goes, "Oh fuck, we lost." And I'm like, "How how do you know that?" He's like, "I know these people." And I'm like, "You're this good, and just the names of the people is enough to say you already lost." Like that is horrifying to me. <laughs> yeah, I went flawless once. <laughs> it's an experience. 
It was a it was a carry that turned into a uh, oh shit I shotgun warriored for the last <laughs> win, and then I screamed and threw my, my threw my headset on the ground threw my controller and the and the two guys that were carrying me were like dude you came through big you came through big and I'm like I don't know I don't know what happened I just got the eye it just took over me and you know the shotgun warrior. That's awesome. That is that is really awesome. Uh, one of one of my uh, more confusing I don't want to say confusing uh, memories from the like uh, lighthouse that came in the house of wolves uh, DLC and mm-hmm. trials of Osiris was almost a surprise to everyone with yeah. that game mode and the lighthouse especially and I remember that's when I was still on the bnet forums and that day the first day of trials just flooded with I just went flawless I'm going to mercury and like mm-hmm. all these posts were claiming it and I was like shut up you're not going to mercury no one's going to believe you like that's the dumbest <laughs> lie you could ever tell there's no mercury in this game except for one map like who are you kidding like goddamn <laughs> couldn't be more wrong oh god yeah actually the first my first carry for flawless interestingly enough is because I wanted the grimoire cards yeah that's that's what really bothers me. Like the lighthouse yeah. should be accessible at this point in time. It should be accessible to anyone, but you can only get the loot for flawless. Like I get withholding it for House of Wolves and, yeah. and such, but at this point, like everybody should be able to go there. Mm-hmm. I mean, it is a legitimate social space, so exactly. I thought that was gonna be the the key to it. It was like, oh, social space, it's there. It's gonna be there all the time now, and I don't know. Nope. Maybe just go flawless. Should. Yeah, yeah. It's like it's that easy. Yeah, right. <laughs> oh, listen, I know. <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, then Buster, why don't why don't you read the next card? Uh, I'll highlight it just because we got a little off topic there, so you can find right. it. <laughs> I was right on it. Okay. As well as the impending threat of the Cabal. Side note: I love the Cabal. Awesome. <laughs> Cabal champions, executor. I want to note again how strongly I feel that the tenants do not cover this kind of field work. The real battle is back at home, in the tower of the city, in the people of the tower. In the heart of the city, in the people of the tower. Dyslexic. (laughs) In any case, as you requested, I've made a detailed study of the Cabal command structure aboard the Dreadnought. Detailed notes are enclosed, but suffice to say, their normally robust military engine has found itself hopelessly mired aboard... Oryx's fortress. Our assaults on the Cabal leadership in system has had a devastating impact. The Skyburner's Primus, his Bond brothers Valus to Ark and Varus to Oog, Primus Sha'arl, Jesus, and a smattering of lesser Vols and Brachuses, mm-hmm. all dead or on the run, all thanks to us. In short, I believe our supposition is correct. The Empire will have no choice but to respond. I realize that the Cabal really have fucked up names. They do. Like interesting names. Like saying them. Like you read them and you're like, okay, cool. But then you hear them or you're trying to have to say them. You're like, what the hell, man? Like, Mm. I'd love to hear them speak. That would be the the way to do it. (laughs) Well, there actually is a card where Valis to Arik is speaking English. Yeah. (laughs) Where uh, I think it's... It's either Rasputin or a Mars card. I forget which. Maybe a Cabal card. Where uh, Rasputin... Where the Cabal and the Vex are fighting on Mars and then Rasputin just opens up on them. And <laughs> to Arix, like... Oh, shit. Rouse the Flares! We gotta figure out what that was! Well, you would think that if they... You know, them being the military yeah. strategists in power, they would learn the language of their enemies so they would know what they're saying on that's, the battlefield. That's very. That's a very uh, true uh, thing to say because that that's a important tactic. Have you ever played the original Crisis? No. Uh, the original Crisis on its hardest difficulty, I forgot what uh, rate, like what country you were in, but on its hardest difficulty, that's the language they spoke. So the people that you're killing go from speaking like he's over there to being like Korean language and you're just like oh, I don't know what they just said and it, it like completely changes how uh, how you have to proceed because instead of like getting these audio cues that they know where you are they can just be like how was your dinner last night and it's like you're mm-hmm. shooting them thinking they know exactly where you are 
That's legit. Yeah. That, that's yeah. That's. Well, uh, Des, why don't why don't we read uh these quests uh all these quests here since they're so short. Let's keep. Oh, good grief. No problem. <laughs> 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 all right, so we have four new monarchy, which is quoted. Together we will rise, from a new monarchy tenant. Meet with new monarchy, where I am known as a giver of gifts to the very young and very old. You are neither. Prove yourself in the crucible, and the resources of new monarchy will be available to you. Executive Hideo. Uh, new monarchy relic seeker. The salvage match simulates golden age relic acquisition. Succeed here, and hunters will be begging you to watch their backs during a plunder. Lord Jacks. New Monarchy Skirmisher. There's something so personal about small-scale battles. It's in skirmish that rivalries become battles of thorns and last words. Lord Jax. Then talk to Executive Hideo. New Monarchy flagged reports and mail are encrypted with a cipher I don't have access to. I'm guessing that's on purpose. Ghost. Then return to Executive Hideo. Guardians like you give me hope. That our best days are ahead of us. There may come a time when New Monarchy will need your strength. Executive Hideo. And then talk to Executive Hideo. You don't need consensus to win. You just need a will and a way. Executive Hideo. It's a lot of Executive Hideo. <laughs> I know, right? He's I a like very quotable individual. Yeah. I like the Shaq's, the Shaq's quote. It's the skirmish that... Uh, it's in skirmish that the rivalries become battles of thorns and last words yeah yeah that's a that's a huge one also uh just one thing uh together we will rise new monarchy tenant but going back to the seven tenants that is not one not of them. one of them so yeah. i think i think that's more to say like that's a new monarchy like colloquialism like something that they just say to each other oh, yeah, yeah, yeah but not one of their structures of their faction but of course, his last quote does actually mimic their seventh tenant. Yeah. You don't need consensus to win, which is just what they're trying to get rid of. Yeah. Yeah. Now, uh, before we move on to the armor, uh, it's actually, I think it's a quote, uh, like an idle dialogue quote from Executor Hideo. He talks about how uh, the new monarchy wants Commander Zavala to be the singular. Uh, person in charge but Zavala has never been open to taking him up on that that offer he wants it to be how it is he thinks it's the better system and it's it's definitely the better system in my opinion uh what do you what do you guys think do you, do you think uh Zavala specifically would make a good single singular title singular leader like the king of the city Des, you want to take the first? You want to take this first? <laughs> uh, I think that's hard to say, but at the same time, I don't think he would do that bad of a job. Yeah. But I do foresee us becoming an almost cabal-esque mm. situation because, I mean, that's one thing that the Taken King, like especially the uh, the Taken War in particular, while he was involved, he he exhibited very single-minded um like drives and such you see a different side of him he he's yeah. very violent he's very war driven and it's a little scary <laughs> see I, I see it a little different i mean i i could see why they want him to be the, the the single the singular leader because he is the most serious about the wars he is the most military-minded about the wars he is the most strategic being that he is kind of obsessed with the cabal and their strategies, mm-hmm. but being so, I, I, I guess, rep heavy <laughs> in the vanguard as I am, I uh, I can see why there are the three the three leaders. There's mm-hmm. the Zavala, there's Cade, and then there's Ikora, uh, because they they kind of all have their strengths take over the other's weakness. To me, at least. Where Zavala is serious, Kate is not. But Kate is also a, a warrior, and Akora, as we all know, used to was a Crucible champion, and she is very uh, logical. I guess would be the right way to put it. 
Like she doesn't let emotion take over her judgment. She's very, this is what we need to do. Where I think Zavala would be like, oh, oh, really? You're gonna bring a, you're gonna bring a, a catch into my city? No, no, no. Let's get it. As opposed to, you know, Ikora might, might be like, here's what we need to do. We need to get a strike team. We need to go in, take over, you know, blah, 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 whatever her idea might be. But then again, this also might be the fact that I, I have military, real, you know, in life military experience so i see how having one leader causes less friction i guess would be the best way to put it if savala said attack we attack if as opposed to like oh well Cade says no that kind of thing yeah because as we stand uh right now we have the vanguard which is Cade, ikora and zavala the consensus which based on information is Cade, ikora zavala uh I don't know if it is a rock Jalal, uh, Lakshmi two and executor Hideo, or if it's someone above them, but the three factions that are represented in the tower. And then we also have the speaker who is not a part of the consensus. So three, we sort of have a, uh, three governing titles, which all have their own poll. And I can definitely see them butting heads. Mm-hmm. Uh, just to talk about, uh, really quick, I, 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 I wanted to get it exactly right, but I can't find it. There is a Cade uh, idle dialogue where he says something along the lines of, uh, you don't have to understand your enemy, you just have to respect them. Something like that. Where, or, oh my god, I'm, I'm absolutely butchering it, making it sound stupid. I just heard him say it. It was just like, oh no, you don't have to like your enemy, you just have to respect them. Because you can't you can't win this fight going in there thinking oh the cabal are dumb turtles like we can just kill them they're stupid they're strong but they're stupid like you have to understand there is more behind that surface you have to have respect for the for their qualities their good qualities and not just overlook it because we've beaten them so many times like I know we just had a card that said we we essentially wiped out their leading military officers. But that doesn't mean they're done. They're far from done. Mm-hmm. So every, every vanguard except Ikora, uh has a very important role, like really good uh, things to offer. <laughs> but, and we also we also wiped out the Cabal Emper- Empire's like vanguard. They're that's just their scouts, really, that we're fighting. We're not fighting the the main body of their their military power. Hmm. That's true as well. And I mean, like, to really look at it, um, we've we've killed Primus Sha'ul, or Sha'ul. Uh, he, he's, he was one of the, the heads. And then uh, Primus uh, Tolarun, no, Tolarun was one of the, the other Bond brothers, uh, Ta'aun. Uh, he was pretty much taken out by Oryx, not even by us, you know? <laughs> like, I know we killed his Taken form, but... Like, could we have, if he had the Cabal, his his Skyburner army behind him, could we have taken him out? Like, I don't know. So, like, we've only taken out a few of their figureheads, like the higher-up figureheads, and then Valises, we've taken out, like, five of them. Val's a handful. Brachuses, I only remember uh, killing one Brachus. But, you know, that's just, that's just filtering it down to like lower and lower ranks we don't we don't know what goes above primus like is yeah. it is it primus direct to emperor or are there like 10 other ranks above primus and then emperor <sighs> that is the question because we have again to think to think of what we've seen so far does look like a pretty solid military unit like uh, mm. command structure but then to find out like oh no these are just the these are just the scouts. These guys they send ahead. It's like, mm-hmm. what the crap is their military structure? Yeah. It's like, ugh. you know, uh, not that you guys actually knew this, but this this is actually a good little uh, foreshadow to a, an upcoming episode, an upcoming huge Destiny Lorecast episode that we have planned <laughs> with just a, a a bunch of a bunch of awesome people that are going to be on. But uh, let, let's keep this moving with New Monarchy and get a little off the cabal. So yeah. that will that will be bringing us into their armor. So uh, new monarchy armor is a little bit less uh, exciting 
than the uh, future Warcall armor, but it's it's still good to, to get background on their faction. So I will read uh, this first uh, set. We'll, we'll, we'll do it in sets. We'll just take turns. Uh, so the Order's Cask. Enough talk. The time has come for action. Heart of the Order. The city is divided. We must unite beneath a single will. Order's Gauntlets. A finger can be broken. A fist cannot. And Order's Greaves. Our choice is simple. Find our strength or face extinction. Now, uh... Buster, why don't you take the, uh... Calipolis. The Calipolis Crown. Not the past, not the future. The present is where we should turn our eyes. The Calipolis Plate. The city's ruler must be a warrior as well as a philosopher. A philosopher. I almost said philosophizer. I'm such an asshole. <laughs> <laughs> Calipolis Gauntlets. We cannot win the war beyond our walls without first winning the people within them. Hmm. Calipolis Greaves. A city is only as strong as its leader. Uh, Des, would you like to take the High Command? Certainly. High Command Helm, this is the face of justice. High Command Plate, power is not a gift, it is a calling. High Command Gauntlets, your deeds speak for themselves. High Command Greaves, rives above the noise, take the throne. And we have the Elector's Cask, this we pledge to die for your right to be heard. Elector's Heart, they will know you. Fight not for yourself, but for the people's will. Electors' gauntlets. True power comes from the hands of the people. And electors' greaves. Our footfalls forge the path of a, to a new age. So it's it really it really shows they're they're painting this picture that they are a just government for the people, you know, by the people type of thing. But it's just I can't I can't personally get past the fact that they want this one ruler. And they are going to choose the ruler. And like I know they're painting him in this this pleasant glow that like power is not a gift, it is a calling. Uh, the city is only as strong as its leader, so you know, a city's ruler must be a warrior as well as a philosopher. It's just not enough to convince me. What what do you guys uh, take on that? I mean, um I I'm a I'm a future I'm a I'm a new monarchy follower, so I, I you know, <laughs> I can't say anything. I do, I do like how they threw the uh, future war call jab in there, though. Oh yeah, yeah. We um, not not the past, not the future. The present yeah. is where we should turn our eyes. Yeah, that's that's a good yeah. one. And that's a little bit of a lie because it sort of seems like they they are. Like that's that's almost a complete misdirection in my opinion. They keep looking back at the past. They want the golden age of the past again, and they keep looking in it to the future where they are the rulers of the golden age. So, you know, like that just seems like a misdirect. Either that, or it's more like a, you know, like I said, they they don't really want to focus on those things, but rather keep your mind in where it matters. Mm-hmm. It's like yes, these are the goals, like. That's the you know, the past is the schematic. The goal is the future, but what we need to focus on is like here. See, that's that's a, that's that's a nice optimistic way to look at it. I'm I'm very <laughs> pessimistic when it comes to new monarchy because to me, <laughs> that's almost like saying like, in the present we are fighting for your right to be heard. In the future you're not going to say a word. We are in charge, <laughs> but just focus on the present. In the future it's gonna just don't even worry about that. Don't even worry about that. <laughs> like. Pay no attention to the man behind the curtain. Yeah, thing. Just, like they are just like plotting the darkest possibility where they are just like a dictator. Because that's, I'm sorry, that's the only way a single ruler will go, in my opinion. It's going to become a dictatorship. Oh yeah. So no matter who it is, Zavala won't live forever. That's why, like, I asked Zavala sp- specifically, if there had to be one rule. Excuse me, if there had to be one ruler, Zavala would be my first choice. I still would not be happy about it, but he would be my first choice. But he's not going to be there forever. What about the next guy and the next guy? Like, when do we get our Caligula? When does it all go to hell? Kate 6 is when we get the Caligula. <laughs> Kate 6 looks like the party, so let's just be honest. Well, I don't mind if he, if he likes the party. I just don't want to be fighting the oceans on Venus. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> 
let's uh let's move into the class items uh uh buster why don't you take a few of these we'll just you know take three or four and move on from there yeah, not a problem the uh spectar Kalopolis mark not the past not the future oh yeah the present is where we should turn our eyes didn't we already do this didn't he already say that i think that's uh that's a rerun from that's a rerun from the armor the crown right? yeah, yeah. yeah from the crown Huh. And, uh, didn't even realize that the Kalapos Mark, not the Spectar version. <laughs> <laughs> the leader we need is among us, not above us. Slam. <laughs> Mark of the Rising. <laughs> what rules us is our service to the greater welfare of the city, and the Mark of the Order. The city prospers on our field of order and justice. I love the. Uh the not above us line because it's obviously uh-huh. talking about the traveler mm-hmm. so obviously. not only are they against the consensus they're also against the traveler they don't want anybody in charge but them God, i can't they're 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 evil they're not <laughs> they're not okay this is all a front to make you believe them des why don't why don't you uh continue yeah Mark of the initiative. Speak with the voice of the people or prepare to face them. Mark of the executor. The new monarchy is the aegis that guards humanity. High command, Mark. The city demands a leader now before it is too late. Executor Hideo. (laughs) Uh, Cloak of the Justicars. In pursuit of the city's safety, our jurisdiction is unlimited. Uh-huh. Yeah, and it's and it's safety, of course. Oh, yeah, that's that's <laughs> that's like that's like crossing lines right there. I mean, that's ooh, that that's the total like. That's, that's like total dictator flashback right there. Holy crap, man! Like I know slippery <laughs> slip is an, is a logical fallacy, but I'm sorry, but jurisdiction is unlimited. Um, no. <laughs> no. It's like wow. I'm really running out of excuses here, guys. <laughs> <laughs> that was the real reason I wanted you on. I didn't want you to rep them. I wanted to convert you from them. I'm saving <laughs> God, but most of their weapons are so awesome. Yeah. Uh-huh. They usually have great rolls. Oh my god. Well then let's let's hurry up and get down to them. Uh the close yeah. repair. We'll carve out our future through the will of the people. Hmm. The order. <laughs> a fractured will is the hallmark of disorder. The age to come. There is a strength in unity, and the king of many will be the king of all. And faceless mm-hmm. demise. A true leader speaks with the voice of the people. Like, it's so many, like, nice-sounding things. But then There just... are, but then you get you got oh. things like unlimited jurisdiction. It's not what? a bad. Hey, 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 guys, why don't you just focus on the ones we just read, not the ones that were better <laughs> that, okay? Let's just not. Focus, focus on the nice ones. Pretty bird, pretty bird, pretty bird's over there. Look over there, look over here. See, <laughs> see the puppet? See the monkey puppet? We're going to focus on the monkey puppet, please. I mean, the cryptarch doesn't give you shit anymore, and you guys want to focus on one little one little phrase. I appreciate it. <laughs> The best thing is that um, I swear, I swear, there's a card that talks about how Hideo like made toys or something. So the fact that you just like brought in, look at the monkey puppet. I can actually see Hideo like just actually having one ready to like, be like look at the monkey puppet, look, look at the monkey here, puppet, look don't look at this shady stuff, look at the monkey. <laughs> All right. Well, the weapons uh, don't actually have interesting flavor text, but they do sometimes have interesting names. So. Some of these names I've uh, looked up and I found a definition of what it could be to sort of like guide the logic behind the naming. So uh, same thing. Just take a few and we'll move on. Buster, why don't you start us off? The Admonisher 3. It's someone who gives a warning so that a mistake can be avoided. Synonyms, monitor, reminder. Type of defender, guardian, protector, shielder, a person who gives, a person who cares for people, for persons or property. Ah, man. Antinomy? Antimony. Antimony. I don't. (laughs) 16? 16, yeah. 
me and me and Roman numerals do not get along. I call it the the what what what's the one I always do? Oh yeah, it's either righteous seven, seven or righteous eight. Righteous seven, righteous it's eight. Like he plops yeah. between them. Yeah. The appellant three, a person who applies to a higher court for a reversal of a decision of a lower court. Hmm. So basically, a bitch. Okay. Let's just be honest. And the assembly two. Nothing on that take, one. <laughs> nothing on that one. <laughs> uh, so, uh, Des, why don't you take a few? Um, um, there's bad counsel four, which is bad advice, especially that given formally. Uh, the burden of proof nine. Eleven. I'm not the only one. <laughs> eleven. Okay, I went. Yeah, I went dyslexic on that. My bad. Okay, a burden proof eleven. The obligation to prove one's assertion. Conviction two, a formal declaration that someone is guilty of a criminal offense made by the verdict of a jury or the decision of a judge in a court of law. Uh, Crusader one is a person who campaigns vigorously for political, social, or religious change. A campaigner. Hmm. Now, um... Just really quick on the burden of proof, I didn't I didn't actually mention it. It didn't occur to me until just now. Uh, burden of proof is actually a logical fallacy. So it's interesting that they have this one where I called uh, slippery slope. Our jurisdiction is unlimited, and now they're also naming their weapons like logical. Like it's sort of like that's actually their defense to distract people. No, no, you can't just say that we're doing shady things like slippery slope. That's that's not how logic works. You can't just say that. So it's. Just even their weapons are reflecting this, like, well, that's like backed a, into a corner without any actual defense. It's like an antimony is a is a paradox. Oh, is it? Uh, it's um, I did a quick search on it, but uh, a contradiction <laughs> between two beliefs or conclusions that are in themselves reasonable. A oh. paradox. Interesting. I don't it's know also why really. I get that. It's also a really messed up thing to name a weapon. I mean, I guess, but that's just how they, uh, how they do it. How they name weapons, yeah. So then uh, we have the Deposition 7. Removed <laughs> from office suddenly and forcefully, just like they want to do with the Speaker. The <laughs> First Citizen 9 with nothing, the Free Will 3 with nothing, and the Impeacher 5. Call into question the integrity or validity of, and in parentheses, a practice. Uh, then there's the Judgment 6 and the Objection 4, both I mean, legal terms. Basically. Yeah, legal terms. Like, what more do you want me to say on those? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, Buster, how about you? The pacifier ten. Bring peace to a country or warring factions, especially by the use or threatening threatened use of military force. The prestige huh. four. Widespread respect and admiration felt for someone or something on the basis of a perception of their achievements or quality. Jesus Christ, this isn't boding well for me. (laughs) The the Red Hand 9. Oh, the Righteous 8. There we go. 7. 7. Oh, it is 7. I was right all along. (laughs) Whoops. That might have been my bad there all this time then. Did I do the Red Hand 9? The Red Hand 9? Well, you mentioned it, but there's nothing to say on it. There's nothing to say, yeah. Uh, the righteous eight, seven, seven. I did it again. Of a person or conduct morally right or justifiable, or justifiable, virtuous. And the vanquisher nine, eight, eight. I cannot. I hate Roman numerals. I've hated them all my life. Defeat thoroughly. <laughs> oh, that's that's the weapon. I'm I always get confused with. Uh... Myself with the right with the righteous because Vanquisher is also a good role on a vendor weapon. That's right. Do you want me to finish it off? Yeah, this, this, since there's there's nothing oh. left, just finish it off. Uh, the Vindicator Eleven show approved to be right, reasonable, or justified, and the Violator Twelve treat something <laughs> something sacred with <laughs> irrelevance or disrespect. Well, <laughs> I had to do the something sacred in air quotes. No one saw it, but I did it, you know, that way. Yeah, that's uh talking about the traveler. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah, I mean that that was always one of those. I mean, even by name, like not knowing exactly what it means, it's like, yeah, that's there's something going on there. 
Wouldn't it be like also the uh, the light? Couldn't it also be like that? I don't think so. Not not from the new monarchy. They're definitely not against the light. They're just against the traveler being the like sacred object. Sort of like the uh, the Rezalazir. If if the giant could be looked at as a god, why can't I? Type of logic. Yeah. But, I mean, uh, they basically just want the yeah where the speaker they see the speaker in control. They want that. Yeah. Yeah. Well, they, they want above the speaker. They want the highest oh, yeah. possible because the speaker still has to like fight with the vanguard, fight with the consensus, and you know. Actually, what they want balance. is basically yeah they want basically the Roman view of the emperor or Caesar. Mm-hmm. Which is why the, the earlier I said or pharaohs <laughs> actually like a god king type yeah. of thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's a that's a interesting take on them. Yeah, well, like I said, both uh, Caesar and the pharaohs were all both seen as directly related to deified beings. Which Caesar was related. It was basically a divine providence. Mm-hmm. I didn't. I knew that about the pharaohs. I didn't know that about Caesar. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, it started with a. Uh, it started with Caesar, like original, and that's. I think that was part of the reason they gave him. If I'm remembering my Roman history properly, I mean, this was like 15 years ago, so yeah, don't uh... quote me exactly. <laughs> From from what I remember, it was that Rome was like in a real shit place, and Caesar was like, "Fuck this," and just came in and was like, "All of you get the fuck out! I'm in charge. I'm fixing this," and then he fixed it, and it was great for some time, and then uh, Caligula. Well, yeah, I mean that's that's very true, but also he actually had temples to him to himself. Huh. There were people that saw him as a deified being. Oh, that's interesting. I never knew that part. Yeah, I think I think a lot of people saw him as like a demigod. So yeah. like how they saw Hercules and mm-hmm. and you know Percy. Yeah, I, w- and all I wouldn't those. doubt it. I just I just never. Uh, uh, well, not Percy, but I've definitely heard that part. Like I don't I don't know where it started from or if he actually fully accepted it. Mm-hmm. But there was there were like shrines and such erected to him. I, I'm fairly certain on that part. That's really. I'm sure he didn't say no, no, no. Don't yeah. do that. <laughs> yeah, <anymore. right. laughs> guys, Let's be honest. Guys, don't 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 worship me. That much, yeah. Like only once a week is fine. <laughs> serious, guys. Serious. You're, you're, it's all going to my head. I can't. I can't deal with this right now. Can we? Can we stop the admiration? Could you God. stop? No more gold, please. Naming, naming a salad after me is all I needed, please. <laughs> it's probably one of the best salads. Let's just be honest. It is. It absolutely. Yeah, is. salads are amazing. <laughs> Everywhere we go, we talk about food, Des. Anywhere <laughs> our energy goes, we talk about food. It's like food has to follow us. Okay. <laughs> the end of this show always like like when we when we run out of things to read, it's just like a cue for everyone to be like, "Oh, we're not doing lore anymore. We're just bullshit from this point on." <laughs> and it's so hard to stop it because I'm having a good time enjoying the bullshit. But <laughs> I really should. So, thanks for listening, everyone. Uh, we hope you enjoyed this episode of the Lorecast. Uh, I really need to update this outro. But until next time, until next week, you can find us at Twitter, at Destiny Lorecast. We are also a part of the Destiny Tracker Network, along with these two guys and their podcast, the RNG Cast, the Rabbit Hole Radio, which also has Purple Chimera, uh, the Destiny Down Under podcast with Log Power Slave, Matt uh, Mylan Games, and sometimes Sloth, because he's never on, and their main show, the Destiny Tracker podcast itself. Uh, we'd love to hear from you, though, so please give us your thoughts and theories. You can tweet at us. You can email us at destinylurkast at gmail.com. And if you'd like to help us grow, uh, leave us a review on iTunes. Um, Buster and uh, Des, where, where can we find you guys? You want to take this one, Des? You like doing it when we're guests on other podcasts. Oh, no, you, so go ahead. You, can, you can get it. You can get it this time. It's all right. All right, cool. Um, you can find the, the RNG cast. Uh, you can find us anywhere. You can find podcasts, iTunes, Stitcher, uh Podbean, RRSSV, Google Play. Uh, you can tweet us. You can tweet at us at uh, we are at the RNG Cast. You can send us emails the RNG Cast at gmail dot com. Mm-hmm. Uh, we love hearing from you from everybody. Uh, yeah, we're a member of the uh, the Destiny Tracker Podcast Network. Uh, it's super fun. We're looking forward to uh, expanding and seeing what we can get, what we can do. Have some fun. Uh, you can find me at Buster Knuckles 13 on Twitter. God does. And you can find me at DES underscore Raven on Twitter as well. 
Now, uh, one one really quick thing, uh, Buster. There's actually a place that people will be able to find both of us uh, pretty soon. Do you know what Do you know what I'm referencing here? I'm being a little bit vague. No, you're being super vague. <laughs> <laughs> the, the Sundowners charity stream, right? Oh yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. Uh, May twentieth, the Sundowners charity stream. That is my mother's birthday. Will happen. Uh, we'll be there. Mm-hmm. As a veteran, I I try to support. Uh, any veteran charity as much as I can, and I believe we'll have a better time, <laughs> a better time slot than uh, 5 a.m. like we did the last <laughs> Sundowner stream. And hopefully, I can have one of my two co-hosts, uh, either or both of them. That'd be great if I could have both of them. I'll say I was there last time. Yeah, you were there. Uh, the businessman 24 was not. Shout outs to Biz. Oh, what's his what's his Twitter since he's not here? Uh, drop his. The, the businessman 24 oh, okay. right? no, uh, no. twitter it's uh it's, i think it's businessman underscore drp oh twitter i believe i'll, I'll double check uh do you know yeah. his uh twitch off the top uh, uh that's businessman 24 yeah, or the businessman 24. 24 yeah his twitter is businessman underscore drp okay so there. you can you can find him he's awesome you can you can find him there uh yeah, you can definitely to talk to him off. about food. Uh, tweet him uh, your pictures of macaroni and cheese and ketchup. I was do just that. about don't. to say that. I was just about <laughs> to say that. Don't do it. Do it. Don't. Don't do it. Do it. Like he do loves it. it. It's like it. It makes him. It's what gets him up in the morning. Next thing you know, Biz is just bombarded with pictures of mac and cheese and ketchup, and he has no idea why. From from the two people who will actually do it, bombarded. <laughs> <laughs> well, hey, two people, there there are apps out there that can do it. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> All right. Well, since uh, Purple once again couldn't make it to this uh, to this episode, you can find her at Purple Chimera uh, on Twitter. You can also find her theories summary or not theories hmm, speaking. Uh, you can find her summaries on ishtarcollective.net in the categories. That little intro to all the categories of cards, those are her uh, her doing. You can find Mythos Mike at Mythos Mike, I think, on Twitter. Um, I hope. You can also find me at Anonpig on Twitter. And uh, that's all. Anyone else have anything else to say? I mean, thanks for having us on. It was super oh, fun. It was a Been pleasure a having you on. I wish I could have had a longer show. <laughs> That's okay. (laughs) Until next time, Guardians. Buster? We're out. (laughs) Later, man.